Yes, hi, hey, hello, g'day, and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week, we discuss yet another win over the scum and celebrate our clean sweep over them. We catch up with Mariners CEO, Sean McAuliffe, sorry, Millicamp. We look ahead to a massive elimination final against Adelaide, and of course, we answer your questions. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Luke, Josh, and Amaro. <laughs> How are we, fellas? He's got him. Got him. He's got him before it started. That ruined me. Good old Sean McAuliffe. <laughs> oh, he's going to be mad as hell when he hears that. Oh, very, very good. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get it out of the way very early. It is that time. It is yet another winning pod. Baby. That was pretty good. All right. It's That's been a big week. Five wins in a row. How good in going into the finals? <sighs> been not a big week. Bad, not bad. Um, diving right into it this week with Fred's question. Fred this week asks, What is key to beating Adelaide on Sunday? And fellas, don't say score more goals. You know what I mean. <laughs> score more goals. Score more goals. <laughs> Us have more goals than them. <laughs> I believe the laws of the game state that if you finish the game with more goals than the opposition scores, then you win. Question so I answered. would say that is the key to beating Adelaide on Sounds Sunday. Sounds legit. There's also a clause that if Kurt Ams is referee, Oof. that oh. that clause actually doesn't count. If I'd you take, score more goals, you still off. lose. Who would you take this weekend, Kurt Ams or Sean Evans? Oh, a pill. Gun to your head. Like, honestly, if you had to choose one of them. I'd take the gun. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the gun. Give me the gun. Silence was a stern reply. Give me the gun right now. I think I'm taking Ams, to Smith be honest. and Wesson. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I Yeah, I would have. Pro- I would probably take Ams. Mm. So would I. I'm right now, Ams. given uh, Mr. Evans's performance against us. And then since then, there still has been a few dodgy performances since yeah. the incident uh-huh. uh, in Melbourne. Uh-huh. So Let's not get bogged down yeah. too much in this. Let's, uh, let's have a look at Fred's question, of course. Well, two form, two form teams of the comp. Mm. Both, both won, coming in five in a both row. Both won five in a row. Yeah. Both have beaten good teams. Um, they're they're you know they're kind of similar to us in a way that they've got some good kids and they've got some good um, older more experienced heads. Um, yeah, it's it's got all the makings for a pretty exciting game to be honest. So mm. it should be it should be fun and definitely will not will will not be easy. And we're you know we're very close in terms of overall results across the. Um, whole season too. You know, we we only ended up one point behind them. Thanks, Weston, for not doing us a favour. Um, good for nothing. Mm. Uh, you know, we've we've Actually, scored. Yeah. yeah, they had we've, twelve players. We've we've scored not too too many more goals than them. Um, we have scored eleven more than them. Eleven. More. Eleven. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, it's decent. That's all right. Yeah, that's all right. Um, Defensively similar. Yeah, results have been pretty similar. Mm. Um, I think the points per game is pretty close. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously, you know, they've got a pretty good midfield in one day in SIS and they've got some good uh, sort of young kids up top in Yengi and they've got uh, young Eric Kunda who can obviously come off the bench who broke our hearts last time. Mm. So there's a few danger spots there. Um, and you've got Goodwin who's probably a Johnny Warren favourite. So yeah. he's had a really, really good season, so he's pretty key to shut him down. 
And they've started to get a bit clinical recently, haven't they? They, mm. they were missing things and uh, not quite gelling. And uh, then all of a sudden, you know, even in, was it last night um, or the night before, the, or whenever it was, then uh, Kiddo with that clinical finish, it's a great finish, that kind of stuff. They weren't finishing those kind of opportunities before. So in answer to the question, then what I would say is one of the first things we've got to do is take advantage of, they've had a bit of a record, I read, that they uh, get scored upon early and this is not helpful to their cause so i think we need to score early and uh take the crowd out of it uh notwithstanding the fact that we'll be there trying to give them everything that they can behind the behind our boys then obviously them being at home they'll have a big crowd and they'll be a big excited crowd after five wins in a row of course Mm. equally as excited as we have been i suppose um so we've got to try and take that out by getting an early goal i reckon um yeah and their one weakness i think to me is their back line like Mm. it's out Outside of Javi Lopez, <clears throat> who's been pretty good for them all season, um, scored on the weekend as well, obviously. Mm. Um, Peach. As did Kiddo. But outside of that, uh, I mean, that Ryan Kiddo goal is the most random goal I think I came at. Like, <laughs> he why? was the most shocked person out of everyone yeah, in the stadium when he <laughs> <Bang>. scored that. <laughs> how, how or why did he score that? Um, yeah. I have no idea. But then you've got young Popovich and Lachlan Barr as well, both in there at centre-back, and Jakobsen has hardly played recently. Yeah. So if, if he sticks with that sort of, you know, same lineup, yes, they've been getting good results, but I think us, the way we've also been playing going forward, we can pose sort of a big threat to their back line with our speed mm-hmm. um, and with our experience with uh, either Cummings or it's looking likely it'll probably be Marco and Cumdog up top on the weekend. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think... Balls in behind, used our speed against their backline and experience against their backline, we should be okay. But it'll be it'll be it'll be a pretty good battle though in the midfield too. I think with one day in SIS against who's it going to be? Is it going to be Niz and Maxi? I assume is Niz going to come straight back in from injury? Mm. It's hard to tell after the performance against the Jets. I thought Max and Steely were really good in the midfield. Um, so Monty's got a bit of a headache too. I seem to remember last Adelaide away, Benny just absolutely monstered kiddo. So mm. anything similar like that, getting Adam on the wings would be, I think, our best way through to goal and get Cumdog on the end of a couple of chances and hopefully you can put him away. Yeah. Hugely, hugely important, I think, is patience in this one. We saw last time out against them, yes, we beat them 3-0 in the end. Um, yes, they did play most of the game with 10 men. But we didn't score until what 77, 78. Yeah. Mm. We were patient in that game, weren't we? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So And there's no HMS buddy big fella in their back line. <laughs> so we do have the alternate route of you know, potentially going using our speed and trying to get in behind. Monty ball. Route or one Monty ball. We could yeah, go route one Monty ball. And we've works. proven that it works if we get it right. So mm. we do have a couple of different options there. Do you say a plan B? <laughs> Shout out, Paolo. A <laughs> couple of noticeable things in that last game of theirs. I don't know if anyone else saw it, but SES uh, feeling his groin there late in the great game. I like that to see that kind of thing because there's been so many games uh, thick and fast over the last few weeks, last couple of months actually. Then, you know, it's taken its toll on our team as well. We've got injuries in our team, of course, and uh, there'll be some players we probably won't see because of it. But I feel like we still have a pretty good structure of our team there and still got some good options off the bench as well. So, um, you know, if, if uh, the likes of SAS have got any injuries there or, or niggles there, then uh, here's our chance to find that out. 
Mm. Um, and you'd have to think our youthful exuberance, whether it's Diz or Max or Steel or whatever combination that we go with, mm. should have a pretty good time against SIS and One Day. Yes, they've experience. They've obviously both they've both been sort of playing well together, but um, given our speed in the midfield and the way that we've we've also been playing, I think that's that's a very good battle that we can get up on. And speed works really well uh, in certain sti- situations, but I think our team, when they're fu- when w- when we're attacking goals, then while we will play one twos, etc., and we'll take advantage of that, then if you think about um, our front line, then there's a lot of running at players that goes on there. The cum dog will run. Or the, the cum dingo, I want to call him, will run <laughs> at players. Benny runs at players. Marco runs at players. Lewis runs at players. And uh, so those young players who've got speed back there in their back line, then they'll be able to, you know, match us for speed, but will they be able to match us for good defence and smart defence and experience in those moments? I'm hoping that's where we can hurt them. They've also got uh, Ibasuki up top too, who must be the tallest Asian player I've seen in a long time and he's very, very good. Mm. And so depending on, you know, once again, Monty's got a bit of a headache with... Does he stick with Windust, who I thought was really good on the weekend? Mm. Yep. Um, yep. Or does he start Ruon in a big game? I, I think you'd have to go with Windust. I think after, I think I th- last week. I think he'll go with Windust as well, given Monty's uh, faith in youth. Um, I think him and Kai were very good on the weekend. And they'll and be they'll be better off for that sort of seventy or so minutes that they had next to each other. Yeah. You know, Windus has been playing week in, week out for the Academy. Good in the air too, Windus. He's got the match Against fitness. Yeah. 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 So, you know, do same sort of thing. Windus seventy and, and RT on for the last twenty or so. Yep. We're obviously gonna have um Farrell back as well. Oh, left yes. back. That'll be good. Mm. Yep. Um, That'll be very nice to have the Faz back. Lewis to start at right back. So I think that's gonna be a good thing to try and shut down their wingers to get Lewis and Faz push, push their full backs back forward yeah as mm-hmm. much as we can um, is will be the key I think is to get them forward and get some balls in behind I mm. think another player for them is probably one to look out for is Lockie Brook he's been mm. coming off the bench for been Adelaide dangerous. and been had some shots dangerous. in this recent game so he's someone we're going to have to look out for but yeah I think that's a key point pushing their full backs back through Lewis yeah. and on the wings Benny and yeah because I, I think, think they, important. they like to do that too they like to use their wingers and to try and get forward and Use their speed, so we need to try and counter that. It feels like very, very similar teams are coming up against each other. Interesting battles too, like uh, Lewis versus Goodwin. Mm. What a battle! Um, yeah, and I think, it's probably I think Lewis will dominate that too. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, yeah, I have to think that because that power there is going to be hard for Goodwin, or does Goodwin have the skill to cope with that? Um, it's, we'll find out on Sunday, of course. Um, on the other side, it's probably Brook versus. Um, um, Jacob Baz, yeah. so, mm. <laughs> so some interesting battles that are going to come there mm. um, yeah it's huge let's go with it early let's get it out of the way score predictions mm, tough uh, us 2-1 nice I'm going to go us 2-1 in extra time winner Ooh. in extra time bonus 40 bonus 40 yeah, I hate to say it, but I think 2-1 is a thing. There'll be goals in this. Um, I'm tempted to say 3-2 but um, <sighs> because I think there'll be goals. Um, I think that there's a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of games and players, are, to me, some games are stretching out a little bit, but then you've got to balance that off with the fact that there'll be a bit of tension around that night, of course, and so teams will come out a little bit cagey. Both teams will come out a little bit cagey. I'm not sure if we know how to play cagey, but anyway. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so I'm going to go 2-1 too. I'm right on that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> 2-1, baby. They're all us, though. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, Marco on the Come Dog Show. Oh, yeah. Benny with a couple of assists. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it. 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 Look at it indeed. Um, I miss Bessart. I just want to say that. <laughs> Something we're going to be looking at very soon is Luke's new hairstyle, uh, courtesy <laughs> of our 49th goal scored on the weekend in our 2-0 win over the Jets. Of course, Ew. a clean sweep of the F3 derbies this season. How good is that, fellas? Um, FTS. Go, oh, absolutely FTS. FTS times three. Yep. <laughs> um. Let's recap the derby, of course. Uh, goals to Jason the Cumdingo and uh, Benny and Cololo, of course, sending the Coast Football Ramble into absolute bits. I got yelled at a lot when the second goal went in. <laughs> Just want to say. Bit of chanting in the bay towards Luke. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, I can't wait to get this one done. Um, I mean, it's all too easy, isn't it? First uh, first sort of 10 or 15 minutes felt a little bit like, uh, to me, like the Jets were just trying to suck everything, all the energy out of this game. Um, yeah. A lot of side-to-side backwards movement, nothing really going anything vertical. Um, yeah. Well, they ended up having most of the ball. Yeah, they had a lot the of the ball, too, but they did so. 61%. Nothing with it. Yeah. Shout out to Pello. They did not much with it. Yeah. <laughs> very much a, very much a uh, Pello ball performance. Mm. Um, yeah, like you said, Josh, 61% to 39%. But the shots and the shots on target were all pretty similar in the end. So when we had possession, we were obviously trying to be meaningful with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you said, Pete, I think they were they were just, you know, I don't know. Icon ball. Yep, icon ball. It was yeah, it was a bit odd, but um, you can't stop the cum dog. Can't stop the cum dog, especially with a strike like that. Oh, oh sensational. my days! Peach, peach and a half. I'm going oh. home to watch it again. Every time, every time <laughs> yeah. I watch it, I like it more. <laughs> And I just want to say too, I think somebody mentioned that I won't say who the commentator was because I actually don't mind him. But um, when the Garang goal went in in Newcastle, the mm. commentary wasn't great. I thought it kind of ruined the moment. But this one, uh, strangely enough, we had Simon Hill and Harper on our game in the stadium too. In the stadium, not they weren't calling the Sydney Victory game, mm. um, which. Thank God, because when Come Dogs scored the goal, just everything about it was good. The mm. goal was good. The commentary was good. Mm. Just the whole moment was good. Mm. Simon um, Hill being the best commentator yeah, in Australia. Easily. Shock. He's easily the goat. Easy. So far ahead of everyone else. Yeah. Did it so, beautifully. beautifully. I'm sitting right here, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Best A-League commentator. You're the best NPL commentator. All right. Um, but, I mean, you what a goal. Almost no backlift than, than the backlift that he did do. It was that quick. Yeah. It just caught everybody out. Can't get the ball out from his feet. Yeah. No backlift. Looked like it was stuck underneath him. Massive springs in his boot or something. I don't know. Just fired off his boot like it was full of firecrackers. I don't know. It was crazy. I was concerned I nearly broke a lot of things in the media box when (laughs) he scored that. I jumped up. I threw shit everywhere. Papers going everywhere. (laughs) Pens as well, like flying into the window. It's like, oh. Big big lol at the Jets in the lead up because they failed to clear their lines. Multiple times. I mean, we were still yelling about the Lewis Miller nutmeg on Regan. Yeah. Like if he's if he decides not to retire, I think he should. Just <laughs> purely based off that because that was incredible by Lewis. Um, who's all of a sudden turned into a incredibly handy um, footballer who we are hundred percent gonna miss. Yeah. Um but yeah, just the whole lead up to that goal is great. And then yeah, the very poor clearance by Warland. I don't know what he was trying to do. Just gives the ball straight to Maxi Ballard, I think it was. Mm. And then 
there he finds a cum dog and he just makes space and does what he does. And yeah, it was very poor from the Jets. Obviously a great goal, but horrific defending, which listening listening to the commentary was it was actually quite funny listening to Wendy Harper. I think he I think he said the words wet paper bag defending or yeah. something at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. just exactly what it was the entire game. Mm. We could have had probably three or four by half time, but Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They just never really got near clearing their lines in those moments. Uh, no. They were burned in every respect from the begin- from the time that Lewis um, put that one, you know, nutted Regan. After that, um, size turn and shot could have been a goal itself. Poor, really, effort considering there was a deflection and it was fairly soft by the time it got there. The keeper put it in a place that seemed fairly poor, but still they had the opportunity to clear their lines. Could have put that into the stands. Um, but instead, Wallen kicks it to us and... And uh, they must have thought that there was nothing on because uh, the cum dog, the cum dingo, sorry, correction, <laughs> had only made himself a quarter of a yard of space, yeah, surely, yep, yeah. surely, um, and um, did what you've got to do in that situation if you're that good. And, and that is just super quality. That is quality we haven't seen the A-League for a while. Cap the cum dog. Cap the cum dog. Oh. Arnie Actually, was in attendance to see you? that goal. I did actually get a couple of messages after the game saying that was a very un A League like goal, sort of. <laughs> I know, I know. I was watching it again this afternoon and I had a mate uh, dropping in at my place and I actually froze it just before that because I knew he was about to turn up and I was like, mate, <laughs> this is why you need to be coming to the Mariners games with me because check this out because this is what the A League is about for Mariners fans right now. Mm. And he, wow, what is that? <laughs> I feel like I know what the answer is that we're going to say, but should he actually be picked for the Socceroos? Yes. Yes. Like, wouldn't, like better than Fornaroli, surely. Mm. What are we going to do come these qualifiers? Is it is it going to be, you know, the come dog and McLaren up top? Why not? Based on form. I mean, I can see that working. Like, I don't particularly like the bloody tap-in merchant who's won <laughs> the golden boot again. Three golden boots in a row somehow. Mm. Uh, but how do you how do you argue with the goals and the involvements and all that sort of stuff? Mm-hmm. I think it's for me. It's also the variety there. Let's go with Mitch Duke. Bump on Christ. Oh, I love Duke or whatever. But yeah. um, but uh, no, there's a, that variety there. The, the left foot. Um, there's, there's just a, a sort of a style that the, the come to go has that um, just isn't, you know, it's it's not a norm. It, it sort of comes out of the blue. It's like Benny um, and some of his shots. He and makes things like, happen. Yeah. yeah. And, and he and also gets other players involved too, I feel like. He does. And we mentioned that a couple of pods ago when uh, actually after the last derby where, you know, he's got really good back to goal play. I'm not sure that I could say that McLaren is as good at that as he is. And right. uh, a, a, as well as that, though, he can run out of player. He can make a yard of space. He can finish like that mm. and he's shown just how dangerous he is and and uh, how worrying he would be for defenders so that that variety of those types of strikers working together to me i don't know how it could be refused I, I don't just don't see what the other answer is completely different dynamic to any other australian striker yeah that we have available yeah socceroos agree so yep. And, and 100% he's got to be picked. And, and I don't know if we've seen much of his involvement around set pieces and things, but I was listening to the commentary talking about how Melbourne City's scoring a lot of set pieces but not really going well in open play. And I don't really think that Leckie and Naboo have been that strong, to be honest. Um, and so McLaren's mostly been living off, you know, scrappy tap-ins from set pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, again, Cum Dog, he's, Cum Dingo is going to provide that sort of um, variation again. That um, Actual service. Exactly. Yeah. I just feel like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. How, how can you not do it? 
Going from a very un A League goal to a very A League S goal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michael Weir, of course, uh, belting his clearance directly into the onrushing Benny and Cololo. What's the gun into it? Benny, of course, uh, kind kind ricochet off him. Yep. Um, got to be in it to win it. Got to be in it to win it, absolutely. And boy, oh boy, did he win it. So calm and collected in yeah. that moment. Never, ever doubted him, no. just for the record, guys. Literally. Um must say, too, really good work in the build-up by Maresh. Maresh. He <laughs> receives the ball at, mm. right out on the uh, touchline and then the very quick one-two lets him beat the player and then instantly plays the ball. And, you, you know, you could argue that the ball's maybe slightly too heavy, but then you could also argue that maybe it's a perfect ball because it puts the goalkeeper in sort of two no minds land. with sort of what to do. And then Benny's got the sp- speed and the whereabouts to make the run and to get there as quick as what he did and... Works out well, and you know, like I said, got to be in it to win it, and he was. So happy for Manny again. Happy for my man. This was, a, again, after another sort of sustained period where the Jets had all the ball, just shitty sideways Should have passing. scored early in the second half. But Mikkel Tazzi yeah. Oh, Mikkel Tazzi was wow. offside. Oh, was he? The flag was up straight away. I don't think he was offside. It was oh, the player it, the before player that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. was the offside. The flag was up straight away. Yule, it must have been, yeah. on yeah. the wing, who was offside. So it wouldn't, wouldn't have counted regardless, about. but, I mean, that, that should have been a wake-up call for us. But they didn't threaten again after that. No. They just passed it sideways, backwards. They had a couple of chances early in the second half, and then mm. outside of that, I never felt like they were going to score. Mm. It was a late shot from Mikotadze that was not far away, and Bira's got a, Bira's got a touch on it, but mm. that was about the best that they really offered, and they didn't really, you know, offer anything that was really concerning. And to be honest, my overwhelming thought about watching those moments of the game was how well we scrambled to make sure that we were always uh, outnumbering them in those situations so they never had options and uh, they never had space and uh, so they just ran into dead ends constantly as far as I could see so they either lost the ball and and we turned them over or else they went backwards and across and back across the other way and Mm. um, so there was a lot of passes and a lot of possession and all that stuff but it was all nothing um, Mm. nothing stuff and and I I think it frustrated them a bit because there were a few bits and pieces of um, some of the spite that was in the previous derby not like that didn't quite derby. ball over, did it? But it no. was a little bit of. It, it kind no. of threatened a couple of times. We yeah. saw Maxi's uh, dropping the shoulder. Oh, the drop the charge. Oh. <laughs> I, lo- I love Maxi for that. <laughs> dropped him. That's oh. that's at least three weeks in the bloody NRL. Yeah. <laughs> Destroyed that him. That was so beautiful. <laughs> oh, mate. Um, obviously picked up a yellow, maybe deservedly so. Yeah, worth it. Um, we saw a couple of the uh, classic Maxi shimmies as well. Yeah. Ooh. I think I said this last week. There was a but double Maxi shimmy, there wasn't was, there? Oh. Yeah. I think I said this last week, but I think he probably improves it again on the weekend. He's probably his best performance yep. for us in the midfield so far, Maxi. Yeah, his stocks are rising. Um, mm. Was... Outstanding and goes very unnoticed, I think, across the league too. I think I think uh, finally Simon Hill and Harper sort of, you know, mentioned in the commentary that, yes, he obviously had a great game and just sort of goes about his business for for the minutes that he has played, which has been a lot in the last sort of two or three months or so. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I thought he was really good. Him and Steele, who I thought was really good, come in and started his first game in a long time. Mm. Um, and I've, I've never been too sure on the combination of them sort of both in the midfield because they're both quite similar. Yeah. But, you know, neither of them really have that creativity spark as to what Niz does, but it worked. Worked on the weekend. So. I think I think you probably saw a little bit more of creativity from from Maxi. From Maxi, yeah. On the weekend, you know, he's more eager to get things forward, more more willing. And he can do it. Yeah, 
He can 100 percent do it. More willing he to can sort do of try the dirty and stuff. Pass, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he can do the and he can do the good stuff going yeah. forward too. So. Yeah, 100. percent We saw that all through the academy, and and yeah. I think we saw that more on the weekend than we have um, in previous weeks. And yeah. I still feel a bit like we've got more. We've got most of that wide. Like we've got Lewis running at players. We've got Benny running at players. We've got you know a lot of uh, options that that don't really mean or, or doesn't really. We don't really need to have our holding midfielders playing so much of a role as that key pass maker or that key playmaker. We don't really need to have that because we've got so many other options in the attack. Mm. So. Yeah, I, I felt that they played really well together. And where the variation does exist there is with Steely being a left footer, then, you know, just playing the game yourself, I always find it weird playing up against a left footer because you're just not used to the bloke wants to go to his left all the time. That's mm. not where players go to. So you, <laughs> it's not in your mind. I know hey, that's hey, hey, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so I think there is enough variation there. And it, me too, I haven't been sold about that pairing during the season, but I felt this was a bit of a breakout for the pair of them actually um, because they both really played off each other really well and, and they've got that energy that you, comes with being as young as they both are mm. um, and as keen as they both are and without, you know, they're, they're playing with that, this, this freedom that they don't look like they're under pressure. They, they just look like they're out there enjoying it like it would be park football, yep. you know. Yep. So yep. I think, yeah, I think those two in our whole back line did really well to sort of yep. stifle any of their main threats you know, sort of closed down a lot of the passing lanes. Storm at left back, I thought did really well, considering it's completely not where he obviously. Yeah, plays. so that was one that sort of uh, <coughs> concerned me a little bit. Not concerned. Oh, hundred percent. When I saw the get off, I went. Oh, hang on. Mate, Especially I was, going I was against you, <laughs> I was shocked. I was <laughs> like, what? My, my, my concern was, you know, when you're playing a right footer at left back, it leaves uh, leaves that side very unbalanced. Yeah, and I thought early on, a bit shaky. Yeah, a couple of times you all got the wrong side of him. Yeah, and Yule's a tricky customer. Absolutely, well. but yeah. I I feel on the whole, really good Did performance. Well. Yeah, yeah, and a couple of really good last. I'm eating. Challenges. I'm eating my humble pie every week with him, <laughs> and I'm more than happy, more than happy to Tastes admit good. it Tastes because. Good. Yeah. For the most part, he's been great. And I wonder whether there was a little coaching masterstroke in there as well because for me, you'll never learn that Stormy was going to come back on the inside every, every single time. time. Yeah. So every single time he got the ball, came back on the inside and you kept getting burned every <laughs> single time. Yeah. Um, and so it was sort of like, you know, didn't Monty sort of see that in the videos and know that that was going to be a thing for you all um, and, and put Stormy there for that because, yeah, I thought he had a fantastic game and, and uh, yeah, you're right, early on there was a bit of shakiness. Mikko Tadze hit the post before we'd even put our beer down <laughs> and uh it came from that side and you'll you know made he's a tricky customer as you said but yeah fantastic effort from storm to be honest shout out to the whole back line four clean sheets in the last five games mm. and we yep. finished with the equal most clean sheets in the league so that's a great improvement team that scores and a team that keeps goals out what a, a, what team a timeline we are living in one thing i did want to touch on as well you mentioned that steely and ballard are playing with that sort of freedom that um um that joy Towards the tail end of the game, I think it was this game. Steely in the corner, 88. Oh, the Western minute. game it was. Oh, was it? Ah, <laughs> fuck it. Ah, Western game in like the 93rd minute or something. He's in the corner trying That's to right. waste, it was the Western game, waste yes. some time with Lewis. Yep. And as he's about to take the short corner, he just laughs it, at Lewis for some reason. Yeah. Like he They're just having a joke says something them. to Lewis and then just laughs. I'm like, Steel, How this, mate? Steele's <laughs> such a crazy. goober. He's just like he's just <laughs> like a goofy goober who's very good at blame. I love him. <laughs> And like even even when he came off on the weekend, uh, as he's walking towards Monty to sort of like shake his hand, he like starts to laugh. He's just for having some a reason. chuckle, yeah. He's just I'm like, what what are you doing? Yeah. He's just a happy go lucky guy. Honestly, one of the favorite <laughs> interviews that I've had on the podcast. Oh, as he's well. hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. 
class. And he can't stop himself. Like he's a he's such a bubbly character. Like you watch all the boys, they come in and they walk past us when we're at youth games often and they go up in the stands and most of them, you know, sort of maybe they're looking at us with a little bit of side eye. But still, he comes around the corner and he's like, hey, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, you know, he, exactly right. He's, he's, he's living life to the fullest at the moment and mm. fair play to him. Mm. And how good is it to have him out there and then also Windust out there, two locals yeah. Yeah. who have Big time. both come through local clubs. And Faz, don't forget as well. And Faz, local yeah. as well. And yeah. I mean, Windust uh, obviously had to play on the weekend, haul out from obviously from the Brisbane game, but I thought Windust was really good again. I, I think it probably mm. took me half an hour to notice he was actually on the field, which I think that's probably the sign of someone it's doing their job. So professional performance, really. Yeah, yeah. did one what he had to. One of their most dangerous moments was a corner in the second half late on when when, when we really needed to keep him out and um, it was Windust who made sure that he got the head on it and mm. just easily mm. put it out for the corner on the other side and those are the moments that nobody notices but they, they are the moments that are key to keeping those clean the sheets. The one percenters. Yeah, the, the, nobody sees that stuff um, and you've got to see the replay a couple of times before you even realise it was him who got his head to it. The but life of a fullback. And we got to yeah. we got to mention Kai as well. Kai's just been great all Kai's, season. Did yeah. he play? <laughs> he just, just just does his job yeah, exactly. without any fuss. Robotically repeating and repeating, rinse yeah. and repeat. It's he's 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 become like Nisbet, sort of like a in terms of like his consistency. Just each week, he just goes out there and does a job, and ninety nine percent of the time, it's the right thing. He's played yeah. over 100 games for us now and, you know, when he came yeah. he was really young and obviously young players make mistakes. But And he still is young now, but he feels like the old head. He's like the He's old head in the back line. But as a, as <laughs> a, future, playing, as a future combination, um, Suda and Rolls, anyone? Oh, if Rolls is not heavily involved in the next World Cup cycle, I will go to Arnold's Dye house my myself. Again. And I, just, I just like that variation, uh, the two different heights, the two different game styles, the, the left yeah. foot, the right foot. Um, it's like a big, big man, little man combo, but at yeah. centre back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it just, I don't know, it's attractive to me just thinking about it, to be honest. I've been thinking about it for a few weeks and thinking, <sighs> wow, that could be a good thinking thing. Thinking about things that are attractive to you. <laughs> uh, well, I thought you were <laughs> going to pick me up before for saying Isaias was touching his groin, but anyway, <laughs> we'll stay out of that. Hey, one more, but we're not going to move on, are we? Because um, uh, Sean brought it up, but um, I noticed it and nobody else seems to yeah, have Sean will it. bring it up. Uh, sorry, Sean will bring it up. Through the power of podcast. Yes, but I can predict it through the power of podcasting (laughs) (laughs) is that a dead set penalty when Maresh is clipped um, in the box just before he has the shot that ends up in the bay. Comments. I forgot I've, all about I've it. I've completely missed it. Yeah, I forgot all about we'll it. I remember, I, I, remember, I remember seeing it in real time and going, yeah, I reckon that's a pen. Takes the backswing, gets clipped, miss hits the ball because of the clip, mm. complains to the ref, nothing happens. Nothing given, probably because of his reputation, on. I guess. Yeah. You know. um, but you know, we moved on. Yeah. Because VAR. there was no 28 minute Hello. VAR. Hello, review. VAR. Are you in there? Were you there? <laughs> I don't know. Check it out, people, in the replay. Mm, mm. I think the only disappointment for me from the night was uh, the lack of travelling supporters. I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we I, definitely, I, like, I know it's the last game of the season. They've got nothing to play for now. Blah, blah, blah. But it's Saturday but night, 7.45, prime free. time. It's free, free for them as well. Yep, absolutely. Against they talk your themselves so-called up. biggest There was rivals. apparently the Gosford takeover was happening. With 29 people that attended. <laughs> <laughs> that included someone, their someone sent me a photo <laughs> as they were driving past Hotel Gosford, which in fairness, they normally pack it out. Yeah. There was three people sitting outside. 
waiting for the march to start. Sounds about right. I don't think they even did a march to the stadium in the end. Yeah. Or the, no, they did, but there was like 30 people. Or we 100% like took more. Like, 100%. They had a we flare did, outside did, the work actually, cover office. We, we did. Already. So I think their um, turnout up here was like 600 or something like that. Mm. Um, we doubled it. Yeah. We took 1,200 there. So. And we probably tripled the noise that they made. Um, so where I sit at the stadium, I'm directly across from where the squadron would be pretty much. Heard nothing. Yeah, I was we'll watching them for stadium. like large bits sort of of the night, just sort of looking over to see if they were actually doing anything and it didn't look like they were doing much. No. I gave him a wave so. when Benny scored. Um, and <laughs> that that a two-fingered salute. salute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one on each hand too. <laughs> I really, uh, honestly, I thought they would have bought um, better numbers. But, um, you know, shout out, huge, huge shout out to the coast. Um, over 11,700 there, of course, on the night. Um, I think 11,703 was the final result. Thank um, you all. Huge, Love absolutely it. massive, and um, huge shout out to everyone that was in Bay 16 as well um, for uh, for making some noise and getting around it. And what about after the game, uh, the merger of the, the family photo? Family photo so that with was Bay a 16? very very mm. last minute decision that we made um, at the time during the fireworks, actually, um, where um, yeah we we said we're gonna we're gonna do it in Bay 16. Um, so. Good call. Yeah, there I was a few firsts going on. Great, great call from the club. Um, shout out to uh, Chris Farnan there, the events manager, of course. Um, yeah, brilliant shout. Felt there were a few people, you know, who joined that, who, you know, were sort of looking around apprehensively, like, do I belong here or whatever, who, you know, enjoyed that moment with everybody. Mm. The, the chant went on for a very long time. Uh, we actually had Bay 16 or a large number of people in that area singing, uh, went back down. <laughs> yeah, a lot and, of... And uh, Storm's... Sun led the thing, That's which good. was which was cute. That's and how nice. good was it? Yeah, well yeah. Yeah. it was it was leading in going into this, going into that game. It was the whole God. I hope we perform and don't do what we did against Bloody <laughs> Sydney and big event, big crowd, prime time, final um, regular season game. Fi- yeah, it was mm. a big day. We'd announced the new ownership against the Jets, and it's like please, with fireworks locked in. For with after fireworks fire time, locked in. Full time. <laughs> Like Actually, imagine if we got smacked and then it's like, oh, here's some fireworks oh, that like yeah. it'd, it'd be horrible. That was, so, I was so 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 worried about yeah. that hay. So <laughs> I'm I'm just really happy that we got the job done. We did it really professionally. We did it in the end, I think, with relative ease. Ease, yeah. There's um, nothing to worry about. Yeah, and it was such a good night. Yeah. But the off-field stuff, we did that really well as well, actually. Yeah. Now that you remind me, the fireworks went off at a time when it wasn't like, oh, here's an announcement from the ground announcer. Sorry, ground announcer. We're going <laughs> to have some uh, fireworks. All of a sudden, I the lights straight into it. went a bit the dim. The lights just right went off. There was an announcement. What are you talking about? Well, we knew there was going to be, but... <laughs> Bang, the fireworks yeah. went off and we weren't quite expecting that that was happening. The lights went down. There's just a few things that we're doing. I love know. being able to control the lights from that box too. Is yeah. that what you do? Because <laughs> when that was you. Yeah, it's, 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 I was like strobe lighting and stuff like that when we score. Yeah, I, love, yeah. I love the strobes when we Same. score. I love yeah. that. Fantastic. Yeah. It just creates this sort of an atmosphere that didn't exist before. That I have now an idea. Can we play in the dark? With like a glow in the dark ball. When um when <laughs> when we those lights went down and, do that? and we just had the awning lights on there, I was like, this is like it's I cool. Love this. <laughs> There's like this real sort of sense of romanticism, I guess. I, I don't yeah. know, maybe oh, And that was yeah. a bit of shades of old times because after that and perfect opportunity, we've got eleven thousand people there, three or four thousand of them and relative noobs or returners or whatever. There was a lot of kids there with their parents and that kind of thing. And for the first time it looked like just about all the players did the fence walk. 
Yeah. And those engagement moments, absolute gold. And they, they were still going long, long, yeah. long after yeah. a lot of people had left. Yeah. And it wasn't just the, um, it wasn't just the uh, young kids either. It was the old kids because I did stand at the fence and uh, the, uh, the um, big guy saw me and said to me, a wee tudger. <laughs> <laughs> and you were just like, oh, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was enjoying calling me a... Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but you're right. Like we, we were down packing up the benches and stuff like that after the game, long, long, long after everyone had left. And Maxie and um, and Jace were still doing the rounds and stuff. All and the selfies, all the signings. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. 100%. Just yeah. like it used to be. Mm-hmm. 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 Something special was building, boys. When it was Matty Ryan there for an hour afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, end of the day, clean sweep, won all three derbies, combined score, eight goals to three. Happy days. FTS. FTS. Bad luck. And Shorty. Hey guys, how are we doing? Sean, <laughs> mate. Um, first question, fancy a trip to Adelaide this weekend? Absolutely, I'll be there. So, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 very good. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a good trip down there. Uh, look, I suppose if anything, um, speaking with Monty and the team, uh, about the plans and everything, it's it's really a, it's a hit and run job. It's football, football, football only. So unlike FFA, you know the FA Cup, you know down in Melbourne and those sort of things with big trips and simo tours and all that, won't be as much of that from a team perspective. It is go there, get the job done, come back, have a have a home semi final. So real focus on on the football. Job obviously not over yet, but you must be happy with how things have worked out this year, sort of as a whole so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, at the start of the year, I sort of uh, had flagged that people were calling our club the, you know, the lowest common denominator and the, you know, the anomaly and that sort of stuff. So there was a bit of fire in our belly uh, the whole way through. And um, and to be here now and to tell them to suck eggs and <laughs> uh, be, the, be the only New South Wales uh, yeah, team in the comp that's there, um, yeah, it, it is really rewarding and, and it's, a, it's a real credit to everybody at the club that, yeah, all the learnings from last year have stayed with the club and it's the club that's progressing. Um, you know, loving a bitch. Hey, Stage, if you're listening, but, yeah, it just shows it wasn't just um, wasn't just Stage. Yeah, it must be nice also for you as well to bask in the glory of <laughs> what's been last season and this season after quite a bit of hurt. Look, I, I, if there's one thing that rings in my ears a fair bit was actually – Quote from yourself, mate, from many years ago. Well, this is going to come up again, isn't it? Well, you had said to me, mate, I hope that you're still here when when the team's successful, and and uh, and I thought to myself, Tommy, so do I. But um, but I sort of do reflect on that moment, and um, yeah, a few years ago, I sort of you know, thought, yeah, you know, this is a, this is a pretty tough gig, and just made the decision to every time I get the you know the honour to walk out into the field and 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 be there to to enjoy every bit because one day it'll be gone and and to, to be here now walking on the field and, and hugging players after they win is is uh, is is a is a memory that um, that will stay with me forever and it's a pretty special time. 
Well, I'm glad I said one thing that made sense. So, (laughs) (laughs) and do you feel like there's a little bit of sustainability there around it? Because it feels to me like this has not been, you know, something that sort of came along really quickly and or any sort of flash in the pan about it. It's been a slow build, and it's just got sort of better and better, and snowballed and snowballed, and and now we've got real momentum across not just you know on the pitch, but off the pitch and in a lot of different areas off the pitch and. Um, so it feels like the, the future is, is not just bright but really bright. Yeah, uh, and I suppose you guys have, have lived the journey more than anyone. You've, 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 you've been along the ride for the whole time and, uh, and so, is, uh, so is everybody listening. But I, I think um, you've probably seen that the club has just tried to learn from its mistakes and not make the same mistake twice. And so, so a lot of that has been what's caused the build that's there. And, and when you got something right, well, you lock that in and that becomes a policy and that got wrong and let's make sure we never do that again. And, and it's been that, that evolution. So, so each step that we've taken from Tony Wormsley into Paul Ocon, into Mike Mulvey, into stage, you know, um, you know, from a, from a head coach perspective is just a example of across the organization, each step that we've taken one by one and, you know, it's, it's relieving to hear some of the comments that are out there about, you know, the way we're going about recruitment, the way we're going about things is, is just hopefully showing that each time we learn, a, we learn a lesson and sometimes we learn some really harsh, harsh lessons and, and we keep moving forward. So, yeah, that does create some stability. And do you, th- do you think that we're on the precipice of even greater things? Because that's sort of how it feels like we've made this sort of a nest egg that we're now sort of living off and we're enjoying this moment right now. But we've got players that on the pitch look like they're going to be around for a while, look like they can improve. We've put a coaching it's his first year um, looks like we can improve there um, the academy we've made changes there but we've kept that momentum that we had and looks like we can improve there um, in terms of the ownership well obviously it looks like we're on the improve there um, there's just so many things that make me think that you know this is a journey that is far from its destination that we're sort of on the journey and uh, who knows where it's going to end uh, you, you know you would, it doesn't feel like we put it out of the question that we would win the whole thing this year um, and go on to become even more dominant than we have been at times this year that's, that's the feel around it for me yeah definitely well I suppose um, you know when you when you really sort of look at that we've you know We've got an exciting period because the organisation is now no longer battling for survival. There's clarity on our future. There's clarity as to, you know, who's driving things and, and what does that look like. So we're in growth mode, which is the, that's it. That's that's what you're describing. So, so yeah, you know, and there, you know, hopefully there's there's you know um, nothing but positivity to come through. But I'm sure that there'll be uh, bumps in the road. But. One thing I thought about today was the last time we had a new chairman, we won the competition, so why not do it again? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yo. (laughs) Yeah, sounds like a plan. Can you give us a bit of insight as to how the Richard Peel deal works as far as the club and the CRE is concerned? Yeah, so the organisation under Mike was there were three entities. There was the Academy, which is a not-for-profit foundation, so all the rego fees from the kids stay in there so no one can touch it, so that's ring-fenced. Then there's the A-League Club, which which takes the losses. If there is losses in the Academy, they're paid by the football club. And then there was the Development, which is the Centre of Excellence, which was funding the losses from the football club. So now there's that separation between Mariners PTY LTD, which is the centre of excellence, and CC Mariners PTY LTD, which is the football club. So now the losses of the football club are no longer the burden of the centre of excellence. They're now they're now the the, the, the burden and responsibility of of Richard. So so the centre of excellence still operates as per normal and um, and as part of the agreement, it will still be there in service and provide a free training facility for uh, for the football club. But there's not that onus on the development to have to pay for the losses of the football club. 
Did that make sense? Because like yes. I live yeah. in that space, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I don't know if that actually makes sense communicates well. Yeah. So what's how does that work now? I guess moving ahead with the center of excellence and hopefully being able to actually get the development all done. Yeah. Well. Um, it's really – it is still there. It's still you know, moving. There's still DAs in progress for the uh, for the hotel. There's still applications for service stations and, and you know, and roads to come in. Uh, that's all still happening. It's, it's probably um, – I don't know how to describe it. Uh, really, I suppose nothing's really changed. It's still – you know, development's a property development. Is a, it's a slow game. Yep. You know, that, that takes time. So – so it doesn't have to have the the immediacy of a, of a football club. So, so I guess um, I guess will will sort of yourself and Richard still be in dialogue with Mike if it's you know we need an extra room or something at the down there at the gym or it, is that how that sort of would work? We would need to go to Mike and say, hey, we need you know we sort of need the money for this, or would that sort of all come from Richard? Um, so the the property and everything is all still Mike's still under that, um, but. I'm still the I'm, I'm still the main person that, that deals with Mike on that. So, yep. so so yeah, that still sort of comes under sort of a bit of a yeah. The football club's going to pay for mowing the grass and yeah, the groundsman and the servicing and all that and and um, and and so so whether it's my service or the groundsman service or the pylon signage you see at the front, that's all provided to the football club in in return for the yeah for the for the tenancy. Uh, that's on there. So, so I suppose, yeah. If something like like we're looking at, we want to put up a fence. You, um, there's a there's a little fence that we're going to put up as an example. Well, that's me talking to Mike, saying, "Hey, Mike, just want to go through. You know, here are the funds. This is how it works, and yeah. and run it through from there." So, so there's still it's still kind of business as normal. It's just on the development, we'll report through to Mike, and on the on the football, it's all rich. Yeah. And what sort of role does uh, does Anton play going forward in this? Yeah, well, he's um, uh, he's just coming back. He's he's in Malta at the moment. He's just coming back, and I don't know if anyone uh, is really up to speed with their Maltese league football. <laughs> um, but um, but if I can give you the snapshot, Bolzan plummeted. So Bolzan with Milan Jurek that was there, they were going to get relegated. They were next to done. Anton flew over to to uh, get his hands dirty and spend time with the football club. Kid um, up and put the boots on. Pretty <laughs> much. Um, and by yeah, so so they won their last game. And they needed their biggest rival, uh, Valletta, to, to to get their results, uh, and they scraped through. So they did not get relegated, which Anton was Oof, expecting. The to drama happen. of the Maltese league. Hey? Yes, yes. So so um, so Anton's been over there dealing with that. He's back Scoring in a couple of days. Goals so, for fun, I hear. <laughs> uh, I think he might be coming to Adelaide. Uh, he was definitely thinking about it, and oh, nice. um, absolutely no change. Richard and Anton get on really well. Anton still, yeah, uh, yeah, the major uh, funder and contributor into the into the the foundation into the academy that comes through so so yeah so so the good part is is is, is there's no change there Anton will still be just as passionate to make sure that our academy is is funded properly and keep producing the the players that we need to so how did the Richard involvement sort of all come about to obviously you know Mike and yourself have been looking for this extra investment or sort of new ownership for a long time now and you know we were sort of at a stage where we might have been a bit of a hard sell but it was maybe made a little bit more attractive over the last sort of 18 months or so. How did the Richmond sort of involvement sort of all come about to the point where he said, yep, I'm here and I'm going to 
take over. Yeah, well, I mean, even in his words, he didn't come to the Central Coast looking to pick up a football club. He was uh, heavily progressed and involved in a Canberra bid and sort of getting a good feel of how difficult that is um, in regards to, to getting a licence and, and what a Canberra licence would have looked like with the competition that they've got and the stadiums and everything. So he was pretty versed on, on the operations of what a football club is going to look like. And then we, you know, and then we, we went and signed his kid. His kid's a great footballer and, and naturally uh, was, was signed into the academy. Uh, I do believe that that was, uh, that was Monty um, uh, that, um, that came through um, in, in the first identification of, um, of young Toby. I could be wrong. I, yeah, and I do, think, uh, I do think even Laurie was, was, was part of that sort of scouting network um, that, that came through. And definitely Andy Bunnell, uh was, was part of that as well. But, but, you know, Toby came in and then Richard was, was on the ground here for a while, again, sort of looking around going, this is pretty good here. This is <laughs> this is a good football community. This is a good football environment. This is a good club. They're good people, and that's how it sort of started and, and grew from there. So, um, yeah, I suppose that's 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 my my perspective on on how it evolved. I um, yeah, sort of got up with Rich and off off I went. Am so- I- can you say about the extras, the the guys that are around that we've learned the, somewhere else that Luke Wilkshire has a role at the club, uh, has been signed for a role, maybe not started yet, but will start soon. And we've noticed Andy Banal around the place in various places where somebody in the know or in the in you know part of the club is. What are these guys involved in? Yeah, well, I, I think again, this is part where we're we're in a growth phase now where where you know, uh, resources are being added and and, um, and they're specifically you know, the first indicators of that. Um, and I suppose the, the exciting part for us is we don't know what we don't know, right? But you've got a new you've got a new chairman coming in with a fresh set of eyes who's seeing gaps that can be filled that maybe we couldn't even see. Uh, which I think is really exciting. So, so we don't really know how that's all going to sort of play out. There's definitely, um, you know, been some announcements about Luke Wilshire as the uh, head of youth development, um, which, uh, which, and some people might know, that, you know, that uh, internally that Mike Cooper is, uh, has moved to Adelaide. Uh, he was heading up that sort of a role for us, um, and the roles will evolve and change uh, as they go through. And definitely Andy Banal's role in regards to scouting, recruitment, um, and and athletic performance. Um, is um, is, uh, is is all going to become part of it? So, so there, there are additional resources to add more to than what we currently got. So, it can only be a good thing, really. And and the great people, the great people that've been around, and and he's and he admits he's, he's crazy as anyone. So you know, um, <laughs> a bit so, of a character. Uh, so, so he's awesome to be around, and uh, yeah, he's got one hell of a story. So um, um, yeah, it's, it's it's there's only good people coming into the club, which is great. And is there a bit of local to that? Like, uh, obviously, it's been a long time. You've been dealing with somebody. The chairman has been a long way away and contact and time of contact and all that sort of stuff. And now you've got somebody who's close and you can probably pick up the phone at normal times of the day and have, have business conversations, etc. Is that how it feels now already? Or Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. So he's, he's, uh, his office is the office next to mine. Um, oh. And so, um, so, yeah, he was here all day Monday. He's been out in and out heaps. Um, yeah. He's back in Canberra at the at, at the moment, um, but um, you know it's uh, it's great. It's, it's so good just being able to uh, like it's almost been three years since I, since I've seen Mike and and um, and I don't have to call Richard at, at you know twelve past midnight to have a conversation. So so it is it is nice to to cram all that in and yeah it's, it's going to be a, a new way of operating which is which is really cool. I'm really excited about it. So you mentioned there before as well about Richard being involved in the in the Canberra bid. 
Now, so when some people started to look into Richard, they were like, oh, does this mean the club's going to move? Does he want it to move to Canberra? Blah, blah, blah. Can you squash any of that? There was uh, there was a rumour going around that there apparently has been something signed that the licence can't be moved. Uh, any truth to that or is that in the works or...? Look, yeah, it's an absolute load of hogwash about any sort of relocation stuff, and that's just pure paranoia. So, you know, um, I lived in New Zealand for a while. I'm not moving the licence to New Zealand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like you know, so it's, um, yeah, I, and I actually, I saw it on the forum, and it was way too late. I, th- I thought, Jesus, I, I missed the boat on this one. Um, yeah, so, like, has anything been signed? No, but, you know, there's no... You know, we, we, well, we're just about to sign a, you know, a further extension at the stadium. Venues live are coming in there, and so, so there's a, you know, long-term agreement, you know, coming in, coming in with the stadium, and I don't know what, what else more you need to, to probably. The best thing to do is not talk about it because it's just not worth yeah. talking about. And that was always Mike's you know? main goal. Like for 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 whatever people had to say about Mike is that he never wanted the club to move. Mm. He always wanted it here. If there was going to be a new person to come in. He wanted to make sure that the license was actually going to be here. Yep, yep, yep. That's exactly right. So, um, yeah. So, so anyway, I just like I said, let's let's just tell everyone who says we're going to move to their old news. That's fair. You did mention the uh, the stadium there, of course. How's that relationship with venues live going? Yeah, really good, really good. I mean, the guys at venues live, uh, I've had a relationship or I've you know, known those guys for, for a lot of years now. So it was kind of cool to see some old friends. Uh, they're coming in one July. It's you know we've got one of the biggest uh, stadium operators in the country, and I said to them straight away, I'm I'm seeing all these other football clubs uh, playing all these international clubs, and you know now that you're here, you know it's, I, I want a piece of the pie, right? So and and do a bit of that. But that's when you see those games that are you know Celtic and all that coming over. It's not generally not the football clubs that are driving that. It's the stadiums um, that actually bring that content in. So. So we've got a we've got a stadium provider who's at that level who can really bring it. Um, good news is is that you know they've to to my knowledge they're they're bringing on a majority of the of the staff. I wouldn't know exactly you know all, all the details there, but I know that uh, that that a lot of them are staying on. So there's there's locals still in there. So it's not like anyone's you know, um, you know looking to lose their job. So there's there's a good amount of experience that's there. And again, it's it's growth. It's it's you know more resource that comes through. I already told them that our pitch has got to be de- better than uh, Bank West um, sort of <laughs> thing, which was um, not hard though, is it? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. So, um, but you know we we've got a we've got an agreement with them that will financially be much better for us, uh, and commercially means that when the stadium wins, we win. So, so that's the real goal. So when there are other events that are there, it's going to benefit the Mariners, and that's I think the biggest exciting part out of all this so um so um so so yeah yeah that relationship is more than just us being a hire of the venue it's about us being the anchor tenant of the venue so so the better the venue goes the better the anchor tenant goes um that's the exciting part for us i can only assume last season and also probably this season is that we may have lost quite a bit of money at home games given you know obviously crowds haven't been that good um it's you know obviously the weekend was really good but there's a lot of freebies involved in that has is obviously the hope that that's going to improve with the deal agreement that you know we hopefully won't be bleeding as much as maybe sort of what we have yeah yeah it's definitely been a tough couple of years and um you know, no crowds and uh, and all that has been it's it's hard to even comprehend. And it's across the league too. It's not only yeah, just us. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. If, if anything, I think 
<clears throat> the average drop, we're one of the less, least average drops, if that makes sense. So, yeah. so I think as the league's plummeted, we've fallen the slowest. Um, so, and, um, and yeah, but the great thing is, is there was 11,000 people, uh, almost 12,000 people that came, um, and they all gave us their data, so we know who to who to call. <laughs> so, so, did so, you win your own box? <laughs> no, no, I don't. So they still count the numbers, and I know I got beaten by multiple people. So nice, <laughs> well done, you bastards. <laughs> so, so Mike obviously has been through all of that, and uh, recently it can't have been that much fun for him. Certainly in the financial stakes, for all of the reasons you just mentioned. But obviously, if you've been around a while, you know that there is no Mariners if there was no Mike. So. Um, pretty thankful. You have to be pretty thankful for what Mike has contributed to the place. But is there a sort of a sense of uh, how he feels about this? Is this a now a begrudging sale because it's got to the point where it's uh, he's, he's completely bleeding, or is or is he uh, stoked about the opportunity that this presents um, for him as well as us? Um, where's he? How's he feeling about? Yeah, it? he really he still loves the Mariners and his kids. Yeah love the Mariners and and it's a real um, yeah, important part in his in his life and so so he's really wanting us to do well he'd always said he, he will hand over to the right person at the right time for the right reasons and and um, and I think he's had he's had similar offers and structures around what uh, what rich has presented but but he he didn't feel that they were the right people and him and rich really connected really early on um, in the negotiations and and, and then I think because they're both Leeds fans, I think there's, you know, oh. it's, um, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, so, so there's a, there's an affinity there between them. I think that that's, um, that's important moving forward. Um, and yeah, yeah, you know, I've, I've touched base plenty of times with Mike and he's, he's just really wanting us to do well. And yeah, yeah, it's in his congratulations on the, on the really good crowd. And, um, I think it's just part of the journey, right? Without sort of going into too many specifics, does Richard, pay a fee to buy the club or is it more of a taking on the debt like Mike did uh, all those years ago? Yeah, I think um, well, not not taking on the debt. The you know the the you know, the club's sort of you know debt free pretty much, and um, and and that's Mike. Um, Mike's Mike's yeah yeah got that. So so it's more about funding the club moving forward for Rich. Okay, yeah, you know, that's yeah. there. So um, it is complicated. There's a lot of bits that we can't sort of you know fully disclose. But, yeah, of course. But you know, really, it's it's really about making sure that that the club continues to grow and performs better, and everything will take care of itself probably fair to say that there's plenty of people who think that the APL is in it's sort of got the league in a terrible state every metric seems to be a failure what do the APL plan to do about it um, from Evans through to uh, Paramount Plus to teams cheating if you want to call it that without sanction to conflicts of interest in leadership like um, the CEO of uh, a club is the CEO of the league um, feels like something has to be done to save the actual comp forget the club the club's in good shape um, is there anything you can tell us one thing or can you tell us one thing that clubs plan to improve on this debut year? Well, um, first and foremost, the A-League needs to get back to being the A-League and and that's a controllable by the clubs um, now that there's – we'll come out of COVID. Um, you know, it, it felt like the Mariners again uh, there and, and if every club firstly does that part – then that goes a long, long way. Uh, first and foremost, so so we we are all in it together. It, it it isn't great. There's plenty of negativity. There's plenty of you know blue circles on Paramount Plus screens and, and those sort of things. But um, <laughs> is there a turbo guy yet? <laughs> <laughs> but we are all in it together. It is all it it is all our sport. It is something that that, that is a a collaborative approach for everybody. So. 
Um, so, so yeah, I suppose there's just a lot of hard work. There's there's not going to be a, a magic wand. But when I watched the um, when I watched our game that was on Channel Ten, um, which oh, the derby um, away the away In derby. That was a quality broadcast. That was that was a quality broadcast, top to bottom, and and once you sort of got through the through the stigmas of previously, you, if you looked at that for the first time, you go, "This is this is a good product." So, so getting the A League back to the A League, I think, is the is the is the biggest part that'll that'll just you know uh, resonate. Yeah, they are looking at marquee player funds. Yeah, they are looking at at what levers and and things can chop and change and move and and working very very hard and governance structures and all those sort of things will come through and and women's teams and all that. It's all there and it's all happening. But fundamentally, you know, we just we we just need to get back to basics now that COVID's done and then see where the league look like. Um, and I suppose one of the indicators is most of the sponsors are still there. Most of the the partners are still on board. And um, and 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 they've they've been great for us. They've been great for the league, and um, and it's about riding that riding that wave and coming out of it the the other end in, in the best way we possibly can. I suppose it is a bit up my alley. So thank you for um, <laughs> dropping that question on me, gentlemen. But but you're spot on that. Uh, at least in a, as a Mariners fan on the pitch, the product has been fantastic. That game was really you know up there with the best games. Mm. Probably the probably the best game of the year. I think a few people said it was the best game of the year, and maybe the best game in a couple of years to be honest. And and a real show product like you said uh, i know my parents enjoyed watching it uh, even seeing us clowns in the uh, away bay but uh, it has been off-field stuff do you think that the that the powers that be are actually aware of this they know this they've heard they're hearing what the fans are saying and what we're complaining about and there's an intention there do they care yeah 100 percent, 100 percent, and i can you know probably yeah, I'll, I'll show you a couple of slides off of off, off, uh, off audio that um, that just shows that they are very aware of that. They are very aware of you know, um, the hard work and and uh, the sentiment that's out there, the challenges around yeah uh, around everything, and they just got to fix them one at a time. There's no there's no Del Piero to come and. You know, swing this thing around really, really quickly. So, well, they probably don't need that because on the pitch, it does feel like you know, with a couple of exceptions, a couple of minor teams that look pretty <laughs> ordinary on the pitch. There's good teams like ours, and uh, even Newcastle put it on. So, on the pitch, it does feel like there's been some good stuff there, but but um, at times it has won- I've wondered whether or not anybody cares or is listening to what the fans are saying and 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 thinks that we can get that better next year. So, yeah, look, uh, and I think just. Yeah, overall from a league, what they they be thinking that you know Sydney going back to to their home stadium in a bigger stadium will be a boost for them. Um, they you know would really be encouraging Wanderers to get their shit together. Um, you know, yeah, that's their. <laughs> that's, um, that's one yeah. way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, victory, victory do seem to have got their shit together. Um, you know, they, they, you know, by the way, Impressive. how cool was it? I don't know if it's a cool Impressive. or not, but then turning up to the Wellington game. Oh, it was so just, cool. just it was very funny. You know, Finding that member redemption code and just oh. going, you know what? Yeah, let's go along. I just wish they won. I just, oh. the scenes, I was, yeah. I was almost thinking, are the victory players going to run out and pick up the plate? Like, yeah, how cool that have been? You know, so. When they uh, pulled it back to 2-1, I was like, oh, come on, please. Please yeah. love it. Yeah, so you know, Perth being back at home, Wellington getting back at home. You know, there's there's some real low hanging fruit for the league to just um, get back to basics. Yeah, Melbourne has been great signs, haven't they? I, I dare not say it too much, but uh, the FFA Cup final they were glorious that night. <laughs> Hope no victory fans are listening to that, but <laughs> but um, yeah, that was you know big times for them. So it's, it's lovely to see a club like that, you know, getting right back into it. And uh, oh, well. 
Bad luck, Sydney and Western Sydney and all the other New South, New South Wales pleb clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky MacArthur. <laughs> Who? <laughs> you mentioned it there, uh, women's team. Yes. What's happening? Great question. <laughs> so, um, look, I do believe that uh, later this week, Western United will be announced coming into the competition. Um, and for us, we have to tick some boxes, in particular now with the change of ownership. So, so that has put a, a slight little handbrake in regards to you got to think we're just changing chairman and, and ownership structures and getting a license approved right in the middle of that is probably some of the worst timing for the women's stuff. So there's, um, but there's a fair bit of work. It's definitely, um, we will have a women's team. When is, is, is the question that's, um, it's the when, not if. Yeah, 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 that's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So and um, so um, could be really, really soon. But yeah, you know, there's there's just a bit of a grind and a bit of bit of going through. And what we don't have, uh, and for any politician who's listening, and I don't think any of them are listening on this, but we don't have a training facility for for the girls. To, um, yeah, on the coast that, that provides parity. So so what what I don't want is I don't want to dump the women here at the centre of excellence and have that come at the detriment of the A League team. It can't happen. It's got to be growth in new stuff. So. So there's there's plenty of money being handed around to plenty of um, you know, fields and stuff at the moment. So if anyone you know wants to uh, make a pledge to help our women get a facility, get off your ass and do it. That's fair. Pretty tight in the top six race in the end, and unfortunately we missed out on a home final by the barest of margins. Interesting refereeing decisions maybe cost us in the end. Um, not naming any names. <coughs> <coughs> Is the, AP, is, is the APL looking to seek out improvements in the sort of education and standards of refereeing uh, by the FA? Yeah, yeah. There's there's so much talk in this space um, in in regards to to the refereeing and um, and VAR too, surely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, you know, I, I reckon, I reckon that uh, Jason Cummings has had the biggest impact on VAR that anyone's had. You know, <laughs> so yeah, he came out and called it out, and things got better. You yeah. Know? For a while, you know, and uh, you know, so and then and then there was a few slow ones recently, but um, but look, you know, there was a few games here that VAR saved us, right? And 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 you know, had VAR not uh, stepped in, um, oh, which was the one we we're going to get robbed? There was a they took forever. The penalty, the penalty on the outside. Yeah, it was outside the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, right. The they got that right. They so, got that right, and that's good use of VAR. Yeah, you know, we've we've seen too many occasions previously in the season where VAR made the right call and the referee has said, no, 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 I'm not going to listen. No, I'll just do my own thing. That's the part for me that's got to be really sort of sort of really looked at. So because mm. the the structure at the moment is that the call is still with the referee, but if it's black and white sometimes, like I, I saw today the repost of the Lewis Miller um, non-penalty that was given against uh, – that wasn't given for uh, against Melbourne City by Sean Evans when he was put, called over, asked to look yeah. at it, told that's a penalty and – you know, and we've received an apology from the VAR saying, mate, the only thing I can apologise is that I couldn't convince him on, on how to change his mind, mm. you know, and... What about the other one that was outside yeah. the box? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true, yeah. You know, so, and and look, at the end of the day, you change those decisions, there's one point that, you know, that goes our way and, and things are totally different, you know, and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to swallow, but, you know, you, you like to hope swings and roundabouts and you just keep, you know, Curling back into that, you know, fetal position, um, <laughs> you know, thinking of uh, thinking of uh, of those moments. But, uh, but yeah, are they working on it? Yeah, of course they are. Will they fix it? Probably not. Um, but you know, but really, 
that's 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 being a bit cynical. Um, I, I really do. I really do think that there's just a lot more energy to put into having the A League understand. A League refs understand that there's more jobs and more employment and more money for them if the A League grows. Mm. So so they come they come into it. And if I was speaking to any referee right now face to face. Um, I, I'd know that, yeah, their ambitions is to go to the World Cup and go to Asian Champions League and technically become you know, an astute quality you know, ref in that in that aspect. But there's just the feel of the game that our league needs right now. We need a referee who understands the you know, the, 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 the spectacle and the, the game and the flow of the game is really important for the product uh, because there are members who are leaving us because of these technical decisions mm-hmm. And sometimes getting the decision right, in all fairness, isn't as important as just making sure that the game goes and it's moved quick and it's done, move on. It was a shit decision, get get going. The worst part is a shit decision that takes eight minutes. Mm. You know, like like you know, like we can all handle human error. Um, so so for me, that's that's the part that I'd love to see improvement is is referees who understand the product that we're putting out there. It is the 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 professional game here for us. It's not about being an absolute, you know, technician as a ref. It's about making sure that this game moves and goes. You know, the the difference between one ref to another is so staggering because one ref's got his viewpoint on how he wants to referee and another's got another, you know, and yeah, um, and I think that's one of the things that is most scary. That consistency, even if the decisions are all wrong, consistency is something you can at least understand. I was listening to the post game in one of the recent games, and they were talking about how you know some refs. We, we just heard a bit about Sean Evans and whether or not he would or wouldn't overturn a decision the VAR was recommending. There are other referees in the game who will go over to that screen, and if the VAR is recommending that there's a decision to be made there, they're making the decision. They're not overturning the bloke. He's more senior. They're, yep. they're more junior. We had that in Adelaide um, last season or the other season where yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so they still have a couple down there actually so uh, <laughs> you know this weekend we'll collect nice. those on Sunday <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. just getting that consistency I think would make f- people feel a little bit better about it because you're, you're right on it that um, it's not it isn't so much about bad decisions eventually I wouldn't say we get over those bad decisions but we kind of forget about them. I mean, there was a handball in a grand final that probably cost us a premiership to the or a championship to the worst club we could possibly face it against. And I won't say I've ever gotten over it, but I've sort of moved on from it because, you know, it happened. It, now, though, we talk constantly about the VAR after every single game. And, and, and to me, for me personally, for me, the fabric of the game is some of that debate that happens over the water cooler on Mondays. That was it a pen? No, it wasn't a pen. Yes, it was a pen, uh, etc. That goes on that doesn't go on anymore because we're sort of almost brainwashed to say, well, oh, it's been looked at by the VAR, so it must be right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, even in the last game, there was a kick to Moresh. He was taking a shot and he got a little clip in the mm, back in the penalty box. Mm. Thousand percent a pen. <laughs> exactly. But, but because it was handled so quick and moved on so quick, I haven't even bothered going back to the replay because I know it's a waste of time and energy, but but the game flowed and it just went. I'd forgotten about Eclipsing. it, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if we had looked at it for 20 minutes. If you looked at it for eight minutes, that would have been a controversial part of the game. Mm. That's, that's my point. Mm. Of course. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong here, though, but the referees and the VAR – uh, controlled by the FA. Yes. But then the APL is obviously in charge of the league. Yes. Does that create more complexities? Yes. <laughs> Resentments so, so, even? That so, was the answer I was expecting, but yeah. <laughs> so when I blew up to Greg O'Rourke emphatically about a few things, he politely reminded me that it's not his job. So he sounded like Scott Morrison, right? But. Uh, <laughs> so, um, 
<laughs> but but that's that was exactly it. You know that was um, and 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 I did have to apologise. My language was a bit colourful. <laughs> I mean, uh, deservedly. I mean, <laughs> so then, what does he do though? Then does does he go to the FA and say, yeah. hey? You need to go and sort your referees out, and then send they just screenshots sort of, to the FA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just maybe come back and say, "Hey, well, it's not our league. What do you work? What do you, <laughs> like, I don't. That doesn't. That doesn't sound very good to me." <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're probably scratching at some of the things that need to get cleaned up. Yeah, but that's not uncommon in in football around the world either. This structure. No, that's right, and it's it's obviously a new relationship that yeah. maybe isn't where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. There's some learnings there. I don't want to talk about VAR anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't cost us the game, that clip, but it was a clip. It was a pen all day. <laughs> hey, um, a few things I noticed from the game on uh, on, on the weekend. Um, the, uh, firstly, well done to the Yellow Army. You guys were frigging brilliant. Um, that was there. And um, and the, the buzz around the stadium was great. But I did notice the, uh, the Who Do You Sing For chant sort of went up. And Oof, the yeah. and the and it didn't kind Went of hold down. Down. This, this was something I noticed as well. Sitting in my little box, um, it was just bad timing. Yeah. It was really yeah. bad timing. We were on the attack. We had a corner the first time it went up, and I was like, yeah. "No, no, don't do it now. Don't do it now." Yeah. And they did it. Uh, um, if you don't time it properly, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's all a matter of timing, and that's just an education piece, I think, for whoever's leading on match day. So, oh, okay, because I was I was thinking it's more because there were so many free tickets and so many new faces that were there. I think that they didn't know what to. Dude. I think there was enough people there that it would have caught on had it been timed better. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah. Missing, had a part missing to play, the key capo. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think uh, was it in the first half? I think yeah, I think we had a corner or something down the other end. Yeah, we had we had a free kick just outside yeah. their eighteen. And then it one, yeah. started with ev- and obviously because of where we are, everybody's heads are looking that way. Yeah. So unless they're listening, yep. they're yeah. They're, they're looking the happening. exact opposite direction to where Bay 16 is. So, yeah, yeah. Um, just yeah, a matter of timing. Because yeah. yeah. I think because um, we had a record day in merchandise sales and, and the feedback nice. from the merchandise guys is that everyone who was coming up was not wearing Mariner's gear. Mm, I um, saw the merch tent on near – Near the main gate for the first yep. time in ages. So yep. yeah. when I walked in, the bloody line was massive. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That's 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 right. So and um, and then also what I noticed is there was uh, in the family photo, there was a lot of variety of membership hats. So that wasn't just the this year's one. There was a lot of ones from all the various years. So there's a feeling that there's uh, there, there was a, there was a group of members that sort of came back, mm. but then there was a lot of new faces, a real lot of new faces and new fans that were there, which. Which for me is pretty exciting that you know everyone's sort of saying, "Oh, get everyone back." It's not about getting everyone back; it's getting everyone new, getting right? those laps fans back as yeah. well. It's pretty important. Yeah, so there was, was also the race day deal as well, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had seventy people take that up, so that was, that <laughs> oh, was cool. a roaring success. Just spot the people in the suits. Mind you, they said they had a sell out, and I drove past it, and there was half empty. So I don't know. I don't know what happened there for them. Well, there was no Hatch V Horse, see, so not worth it. Did you hear? Do you hear the background on? On that a little bit, so about why you went so early. No, the frigging jockey turned up in a Jets oh, jersey. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So oh. as soon as the jockey turned up in the Jets jersey, we're like, oh, hang on, now we're actually <laughs> not having this trouble. Like, trouble. <laughs> so then, so then, Big Dan goes, yeah, go now. <laughs> it went way too early. So Thank you, Dan. <laughs> the, so, so oh whilst actually he's very fast. 
That's why that's why he flogged them. We we weren't going to lose to the freaking Jets. That's fair. So and I mean we haven't at all this season. So no, that's true. Yeah. 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 clean sweep, clean sweep. Yeah. Yeah. Four yeah. from four now apparently yeah. with Hatchie there as well. <laughs> so so very good. so obviously we had some big number members like yourself over a hundred, and if there was others who beat you, then that's obviously accounted for some of the numbers. But were do you think the members themselves were excited about this? Like I know I I had about ten or twelve um, codes that I got out, and I, how many of our members actually got codes out? You had 2,300 members, got 4,600 codes out there. So it was a big response from yeah, their members. Yeah, so I haven't seen how many of those codes were redeemed and actually turned up. I haven't got all that data there. But, but yeah, pre-match we knew that, yeah, 2,300 members got, yeah, 4,600. But whatever. our rusted on really wanted it. Yeah. I would love yeah. that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which was great, which was great. So, yeah. And, I mean, like, you know, it's great for me to say that, that um that that I got a hundred, which I did, and I'm proud of. But my wife got none. My kids got none. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So 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 in that, yeah. You know, so I'm actually representing five members. Yeah, fair enough. You know, yeah. in, in in that. So so it's not like I look at that go, only two of those, you know, two and a half, two thousand three hundred got you know one extra or two extra each. It was just sort of the way it sort of played out. So. I don't know yeah. how, how uh, well it was taken up, but one of the things that I didn't really get the opportunity to take up, didn't really think about it enough, was that we opened the gates to members who didn't have tickets. Um, so I've got a whole list of non-ticketed members, the grandchildren, children, etc. just because I can't give up a member that I've ever had in my life. Um, and so all those cards could have come in the gate. So that's a promotion that, you know, again in the future – um, could, could be an exciting one without, um, you know, giving away 4,000 free tickets, so to speak, <laughs> I suppose. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And look, you know, it's a, it's a big shout out to Rich. Um, Rich was the one who, who enabled this. Um, we've thought about various models to throw open the gates and, and history shows you throw up the gates, people actually don't turn up because it sort of devalues the, the product. But, mm. but the way that it's done, so once you get over a certain very low threshold of free tickets, you got to start paying for every ticket that comes in, right? The, the ticket tech fees are all borne by the club. So, so this will actually be a pretty costly exercise that's, um, that's done. But I think long term, yeah, Rich has made a very, very smart, astute call to, to get people in, to get the data, to see who we've got, you know, and, uh, and to do it this way was, was pretty cool. It was really, cool. really sort of crystallized it for a lot of members that might have lapsed in the past that are coming back about how much fun it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So. And we performed. That's the most important. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. that was a heartbreaker on the Sydney one. We had a good crowd. And yeah. 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 So. Oh, forget about that one. It doesn't mm. matter. Clean sweep, Jets. Where, this, where did Sydney finish up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't look that far down anymore, so that's right. <laughs> They're too old now anyway. Uh, beautiful. Have Sean. they got an academy? <laughs> Oh, Sydney do. I don't know about MacArthur, though. Uh, Sydney got an academy. It's 52Ks up the north. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> sure, as always, thank you so much for your time, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure having you alongside us this week on The Ramble. Cheers, gents, and um, see you in Adelaide. Anyone going to Adelaide? Let me know. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Cool. I'll be see you there. Can I just... Before we let him out the door, there's a little bit of talk about, you know, contracts and who, di who did leave or who didn't leave. And, um, you know, don't want to be controversial, but I do want to ask about um, one particular one that's got to mention... Uh, any chance that you're um, staying around and signed for the long term, Sean? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> On the spot, baby. <laughs> so, 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 look, you know. Surely you're first in line for an extension. Um, look, I, I suppose uh, I, I just don't think about those stuff and I just 
So I'll let my work prove for itself and when it's time to go, it'll be time to go. So I just um, I just keep working hard and let that take care of itself. I don't know what, I don't know how to answer that. You've got him. You've got him. <laughs> got <sure>. him. <laughs> so. I guess it just weren't sure if you're on like a fixed term contract or no, anything. Like that, so. No, yeah. no, I'm not. No. So so I have the sort of axe yeah, hanging over my head to have the whole time, but haven't let that worry me, right? So so that's that's just part of the gig. Proofs in the pudding. Pretty yeah. blunt axe mm. now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Of course it is that time of the week, ladies and gentlemen, where we answer your questions. And of course, thank you all so much for all your submissions coming in across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the ccmfans.net forum. Um, Kicking things off this week with Dave Bloom, who is back with a would you rather. Um, Question for you guys, apparently. Would you rather smell Pete Pryor's armpits after a game of soccer fives or his breath when he wakes up in the morning? Ooh. I can tell you straight up now. I have um, been with you on a number of nights out and I don't know if I want to see the aftermath. <laughs> yeah, bird, ca- bird cage breath. bottom springs to mind. So yeah, I will take the soccer fives armpits. Yep. I think so too. Yep. That's a safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> like to hear Lauren's answer about that one, but we'll just leave that there. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, Cameron Oxley, do Melbourne City need to borrow some of our fans for their semi-final clash? Might start a business called Renter Fans. Happy to go if City cover the costs. Talk about embarrassing when you're competing for the plate and the final match of the season as well. If it was us going for the plate, we would have had at least 8,000 there. What do you reckon? Yeah. It, everything, was, it was pretty funny to see them get outnumbered. Yeah. Everything everything about fans. last night was just a bit gross. Mm. And mm. I think it's just the whole except CF... Except for the victory fans being Except there. for that, yeah. yeah. I that think it's glorious. just the whole CFG City winning thing. And like... You know, I know, I know the whole league's a franchise league and blah blah blah, and but I don't know. There's just something bleh. really plastic <laughs> just, about them. I would, I, I would rather a number of other clubs in the league win as opposed to them. Mm. It's just, I don't know. It just doesn't sit. I was that really, well really me. hoping that Vuk could win it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like last night. Anyway, yeah. Just because the more that game went on, the more I was like, oh, I can't stand these. Yeah, but it's yeah, and I mean it. It like it is a bit embarrassing, and th- this is why when people bring up the whole, you know, our small crowds and why you're in the league and all this sort of shit, and it's like, well, hang on, you've got a club who's backed by arguably some of the richest people in the world, who after what, how long have they been in the league for since they were hard ten years or whatever mm. more, um, still haven't built like a solid 10,000 fan base, nowhere near that. No identity. And they can't no, even get close yeah. to that when they're going for the plate. Mm. They're back to back. Like it's not a good look. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like, this is obviously going back a long way, but they've never had an identity, even when they were hard. No. It just never worked. And it then was it, the Melbourne team that wasn't victory. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. And then it was made worse when CFG um, came in because that obviously put a lot of people off. Um, when, you know, they come in, they, you know, there goes your logo, there goes your colours, there goes your history, essentially. And now you're basically a 
um, on the other side of the earth for for an oil magnate <laughs> or whatever. Like, it's just, yeah, everything about it is just gross. Mm-hmm. I feel for the fans who have, you know, stuck it out since the beginning with them because, you know, there are some and th- th- there's not many. Okay, I accept that. But they are, you know, football fans and they're hard football fans if they've lasted through that crap. Um, that's nearly as hard as the row we've had to hoe for the last bloody eight years or whatever it is since, you know, we started to be decent again. So, um, but at least we had an excuse um, for, for them. They, they were the other side of Melbourne and they've never really delivered on that. And so the fans that have lasted through that, then respect to them and congratulations to them. But, yeah, I can't feel good about a club that basically stumbled to the minimum standard that they should meet in this league. Um, they almost failed to meet that minimum standard. Yeah. And if they don't, you know, win the premiership, then... Yeah, how did that happen? Because they're gooses. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really jumping over myself about victory and, and loving victory too much, but at the same time as that, I'm, I'd rather victory because they feel like a football club and they impress me with the way their fans engage with them and the way that their fans support mm. them and the passion that they've got in their fans. Whereas, yeah, it's just like and what, a... And, like, what have City actually done to improve the league? Well, I suppose you could say they've bought in players like... Um, mm. Naboot and McLaren and um, Lecky, etc. But, it, but it's they still haven't gotten bums on seats, haven't they? And no. like, I'm I'm not a big fan of you know bringing your sugar hit for one season or whatever and then go. David Villa. But yeah, well that <laughs> that's like a perfect example of when they tried to do it and it obviously didn't work. Mm. And it's like they've just never gone back for some reason. Where's where's all this money that you you supposedly have that you can throw it? these really important players that, that, you know, whether it's right or wrong, the league has somewhat sort of relied on for years, get in a big name and try and bloody fill the place because mm. yeah. whatever else you're doing is not working. <laughs> yeah, what is it they actually and are And what doing? are they actually doing? They feel like they feel like they're like, not that different from MacArthur and Western United, who don't have any kind of substance. It's like you know, you're standing there, you're about to try and cook a cake, or you're going to have bacon and eggs, and you crack the egg open in the pan. There's no yolk in it. Yeah, it's like oh. even like being that's a very there. Sh- strange analogy, but I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, it's just this boring all, in, white stuff. That is in all honesty, MacArthur, MacArthur and Weston have less of an identity. I feel than uh, yeah. oh, true, especially yes. Weston. Yes. But their excuse is they've existed for five seconds. And yeah, but you know. Weston have no no fan base, no discernible playing style. Their, what is their on-field product? No, my beef with them is different. I don't even know why they were allowed in the league. And it feels like they were allowed in the league because they oh, cheated Because we're going to build a stadium. Exactly. We're going to build a stadium. Exactly. You know what those ready. two teams are? Those two the teams yep. are the Murdoch legacy on this A-League. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, in the words of Danny McBrain, fucking dog shit. But that, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. The old Foxtel legacy. That's what those two teams are. And look, look uh, how no, that went. Wrong. Yeah, you're look not wrong. Look how that went. Will they last? Just putting that out there. No. One of them. If anyway. MacArthur folded tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, would not shed a single tear. Uh, maybe a couple of joy. Um, <laughs> let's move along. Ken and Jensen, before round one, what were your expectations as to where we would finish after 26 rounds? Do you guys see finishing in fifth, a pass or fail, or met expectations? Absolute Was that before pass, round pass. one? Absolute pass. Was that before round one what our <coughs> expectations were? We know it looks were. They were pretty low. Yeah. Well, that was for goals. Right. I, um, for me, for me, it's a met expectations. But, but, putting a caveat on it, the playing style, the goals we've scored, our defensive record as well, 
bumps it up to a pass. Well exceeded. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, exceeded I think expectations. Preseason, I I tried to find if I put a prediction on Twitter or anything. And I'd have to go back and listen to one of the pods um, that we recorded preseason to see what I actually did say. But looking back on it, mm. I think I thought that we definitely wouldn't be last or anything. I thought it would be tough for us to make finals. Yeah. And if we made finals, I'd be very happy. Hundred percent. Yeah. And as my well. expectations were to finish in the six. Yeah. But I'm with you, Pete. The the amount of goals we scored clearly, mm. um, because of my stupid bet. Uh, I did, did did not think we would score that many goals, and what? I did not think we would have a defensive record like we do. Only one short of raising the bat for a fifty. When you, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. When you when you think about it, we've we've tallied up the same amount of points as last season. Yeah, with yep. a far better goal difference, scoring a lot more goals along the way, and dare I say it, easier on the eye. Yep, and missed out on fourth spot by one point, mm. and were in the end, uh, without looking at the table in front of me, we were what like four or five points off, off victory, Western. Yeah, like, like victory, like, yeah, yeah, you know. One or two results. Three points off Western. Yeah. Not so, being cheated out of a couple of results. One or two results in February that, you know, a couple were our fault and a couple yeah. were not. Um, we are like easily top two. Mm. Like, that's, Plate run. That's, uh, if, if, yeah, if that's pretty few, crazy. If a few games go a little bit differently, we're right in the hunt for a plate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the story of football. But mm. I go for exceed because it wasn't just that we've, we've performed well in the A-League, but on top of that, we had a fantastic cup run and made it to mm. the, the FFA Cup final. Yeah. And uh, these were great times for the club, great times for the fans, great confidence boosters for the players, <laughs> the style that we've done all of that with. I truly believe had uh, the Cumdingo been here a couple of weeks before that FFA Cup final and been allowed to actually play instead of being cheated out of being in the game, we probably would have put up a good fight that night, maybe even lifted a trophy that night. So, yeah, I say we exceeded expectations for me. Yeah. And, like, you look at purely just the games one, too. Like, we won 12 games and uh, obviously Melbourne City, who won the plate, only won 14. Mm. Like, across the 26-game season, that's very close. Mm. So, I, obviously, I want to go as deep into the finals as what we can, but I think whatever happens this weekend and – Hopefully beyond, it's been a very successful season. Winning it from fifth, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty McGee. Shout out, Scotty. Hey, boys. Do you know the latest on Moresh and Dan Hall's injuries? Are either of these a possibility for Sunday? Uh, getting real fucking pumped for Sunday, boys. Would love to knock them out on their home soil. I don't think we'll see either of them on mm, Sunday. I think it might be a bit tough. I did mm. catch up with uh, with Hawley uh, before the derby um, and he was still in the sort of knee brace there. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, he still wasn't quite back to running at that point in time, unfortunately. So, um, Maresh had some scans today. Not too sure how they went, but um, I'm not too sure. I don't think we'll see him this Sunday. No, I no, don't think so either. It'd be too risky. Mm. I feel as if our lineup. For the game is going to be maybe just Fazin, Fazin on the left, Storm. and maybe Fazin. That's the only change. Nizin for steals, probably the yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Is Niz right, going to be right? Yeah, so Good he uh, took a bit of a knock on his ankle um, a few weeks ago and um, just aggravated it. Um, he should be okay. He should be okay. There's nothing major at all. If there's okay. anything concerning in that, then I reckon that's, that um, Sterling for sixty minutes and then Niz if the yeah. game's in the balance. Agreed. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Niz can come on as a game changer. You look back to the Just Sydney. put that energy and yeah. that, um, make him, turn him around and make him ever think about what we might do and that creativity that Niz brings, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Ben Jones, how much must Lewis Miller regret his decision right now? (laughs) Tear it up, Lewis. Tear it up. Lewis. 100%. Like, surely you can renege on that contract. Just put put it through the shredder, son. Put it through the shredder. Didn't we have a player who reneged on a contract and uh, went went somewhere so that he could be a winner? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, shout out to Zygmunt Gordon and Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, Hope that winning is going real well for you there, (laughs) champ. Chip. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to ask Lewis what his uh, thoughts are right now. Penny for his thoughts, yeah. Yeah, given the whole MacArthur situation on field and off field, to be honest. Um, no coach, no, again, as we yeah. said, no identity. No, no coach, no identity. No hope. No crowds, <laughs> lower average than us. Uh, yeah, not not an appealing place to go and play football. Apparently, they're, think. Th- so their entire organisation from top to bottom is a complete clusterfuck. Shambles. Like I've been told by a lot of people yeah. that it is bad, bad, not good. Yeah. Bets on club falls over, Lewis comes back. Ooh. Maybe. Tasty. And Come I mean, so tasty. And, you know, play people say about- that, boys. And like, you know, people say about, well, you know, they've got a great deal with the stadium, like the whole bloody $1 a season thing, whatever, but you still have to open it. You still have to- Run it. Yep. Still need to hire the you cops. Still need to hire the security. Catering. Open all the stalls and all that sort mm. of shit. Grow grass on it. If you're getting fifteen, <laughs> <laughs> if you're getting fifteen hundred people to a game, you're not going anywhere with that. You're going well backwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, but so. we've got cowbells. Oh yeah, God, those things on the weekend. But yeah, I I I would not yeah, be no. surprised no. if we don't see Lewis actually play for them and he ends up overseas. I'm betting on that. Mm. Over to the ccmfans.net forum. Sam Starr wants to know what role Andy Bernal is going to have with the club moving forward. He's posting a lot of Mariners content on Instagram. I think Sean touched on that one there. I think so. Um, this yeah. one's for you, Moz. He's your new mate. Head of athletic <laughs> performance, I think it was. <laughs> oh, friend. Not, not exactly, but... Um, and recruitment and scouting. I yeah. think mm-hmm. as the dust settles and, uh, you know, in priority we get, you know, whoever we get, can get to speak to about the sort of new era of things, then um, probably a good opportunity to get him on here. Absolutely, yeah. Perfect. We'll find out from the horse's mouth, but <laughs> definitely a part of the club and Sean does touch on it, so mm-hmm. have a listen. Iron Bark, I'm hearing the Miller to MacArthur deal is real and was done way back when. True. True. Uh, <laughs> that there may be possibilities of overseas offers in the off-season. I swear we talked about this on the, Possibly the, true. On the pod <laughs> several weeks ago. Um, and again, just now, in fact. Um, if he did go overseas, does that mean MacArthur reaped the rewards rather than us? Yes. Yes. Possibly keeps their, fl- their club afloat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Literally. For another three home games at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I'm trying to work out, you know, if the rumours are true of – them really <laughs> being in some financial strife. How have they afforded to pay him? Are they banking on word, the whole overseas word, move? Could be sort of thing. Well, that, that, that was that was the other that was the other rumor that I think we spoke about a few weeks ago on the pod was that um, he'd signed there, but they've already got an offer locked in for him to go overseas. So. Yeah, that could be a. And if so, yes, they take the the profit. We would, I think, be eligible for the compulsory sort of training compensation um, that. Uh, like just As one of FIFA. Youth products? Yeah, one of the like the FIFA training comp, but yeah, I think that's about it. It's not much. Over to Twitter where Eddie wants a ram, always a ram, of course. Um, Eddie says, we've proved we are capable of finals, but what positions would you like to see strengthened next season to push for top three? Uh, he also goes on to say, I feel Stens wasn't replaced and it cost us 
the experience we needed. It's all going to depend who we lose in the off season, That's, if anyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, who comes I, in at right back for Lewis? Yeah, I think early on I felt like we didn't replace Stens, but towards the back end of the season I felt like it's worked out all right, quite well. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think Maxi, Maxi growing and, into it. Maxi and Steele have definitely stepped up. Uh, the combination of Niz and Maxi was working really well. Um, you know, we've spoken about it a few times, but early on in the season I think Ollie was good. Um, but then kind of trailed off and I think that's when the whole stands not sort of being replacing started to show. But then when we changed up that combination to Niz or Maxi or Niz and whoever else or Maxi and Steely like we saw on the weekend, um, I think we've proved that we don't really need stands and that we've sort of replaced him. But mm. in terms of next season, yeah, it's, it's, it's too early to tell until to see who we lose. Well, rumor, if rumours are to be true, we have lost Noah. That, but that was one tweet. So yeah, I don't know. we've seen something come I out. Saw that, yeah. And I really hope this isn't true. Yeah. Um, Apparently going to the victory next season. Because we like Smithers as yeah. well. Smithers, 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 don't go. Sends us questions. And <laughs> might, be, might be the human sleeping pill, according to the cum dog. But uh, <laughs> rumour has it uh, that he actually tuned in last week, heard that sledge uh, from the cum dog and, um, yeah, has moved on. Well, yeah. uh, I wouldn't gave be surprised. Old, gave us. Uh, Tony Popovich a call. <laughs> I mean, the cum dog spoke to him shit about it. You just called me a human sleeping pill. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Smiggles. Please stay. Please, please stay. Yeah. But but really, I don't think that we need to... Uh, I look around and I think we've established a pipeline now and that pipeline keeps delivering. I mean, uh, if we... Yeah, who? I'd say the the bigger question is maybe who do we lose, as we was just mentioned. Do, yeah, agree, do we lose? agree. But do that decide, pipeline, I still feel like we... there's some opportunities in the pipeline. Mm. Like so, some of the players that we're talking about, have been talking about in the youth. Mm. Why not? Well, yeah, you've got Sash Kazevsky coming through who's uh, you know going to be challenging for a right-back spot if the rumours are true that we've signed Aquilina as well there, uh, which I believe they are. Bayless um, lads. Yep, you got James Bayless who plays at right back. You got Lockie Black- Bayless who plays as a sort of box to box midfielder. Uh, Tank Wall is doing some good things there too as well. So, um, do we really need to look that far afield? Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing it. Keep the production line going, baby, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and improve some of the players that we've got, and and uh, let some of the uh, players who can improve perhaps. Um, uh, you know, foreign players, etc., who get better in their second year. Imagine come dog, come dingo, mm. getting better in the second well, year. Well, that's right. We've got him for another year after this. We've got Marco on for another year. We've got Beers on for another year. Yeah. We've got Kai Rolls, Dan Hall, both on for another year. Jacob Farrell, I think, has got another year. Um, and I'm hearing good things about extensions for other players as well. So promising, promising signs to come. It's all um, coming up. It's all turning up, Mariners. We're just going to be better for it next year. Rocky on Twitter, Captain Swish 23 What's the latest on Simo's injury? I don't expect to see him this season, but is he close to being fit at all? Fit enough to belt Penner. Yeah. Fit enough to go for a jog, maybe, but I don't know about play, uh, play any football. But he, he did say on the weekend, uh, was it on Coast FM, mm. on the halftime interview or something, that mm. he, he wasn't completely done yet, he thought. He thought he was going to see if he can get his neck right. Mm and then possibly go around again next season. Yeah, so. I know he's been frustrated with the recoveries taking a little bit longer than, than what um, he'd hoped. Um, and, of course, with a, with a sort of injury like that, with a style of player that he is, you can't take any risks. Mm. So um, I'd love to see him back out there on the pitch. Um, does he have one more season or legs? He's hoping. Mm. Mm. I think he's, you know, he'd be a fantastic mentor for 
a lot of the academy kids coming through as well. Yeah, and if if you know whatever happens next season, I just I hope there's some sort of um, final send off. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he'll yep. he'll be in line for a testimonial for sure. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Brown on Twitter, new owner. Do we have a confirmation of the club remaining on the coast? Uh, just rewind to Sean's interview there. Um, he said any rumours are complete hogwash. <laughs> Yes, you'll love to hear it. Sums it up. Yeah, <laughs> hogwash. Uh, Rami would like to hear thirty minutes of discussion to be dedicated to the upcoming federal election. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> get out, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coast political hey, ramble. Hey, no. However, we've, we've already spoken about it too much. I'm tempted to write on my ballot paper. Come dingo one. <laughs> <laughs> vote one that comes in. Go. It's got my vote. Hundred yeah. percent. Hey. Imagine. Have I got two, three? Come Imagine on, boys. the come dingo in Parliament. Yeah. Hey, you wee tadja. Order, order. Mr. The honourable Speaker. member. Mr. Speaker. <laughs> the honourable tadja. <laughs> oh, very good. Over to Instagram where Mark Jameson uh, asks, what's the latest on the Supporters Trust and how does that fit in with Richard? Really good question. Um, we will hopefully be catching up with Mark Brogan uh, over the coming weeks to uh, see what the latest is there. And P. Rossi on Instagram, are there any updates on Bazanic? Where's Ollie? Where's Ollie? Anyone know where Ollie is? Um, seems to be reports that he'll end up at Western Sydney. Yeah, that was the rumor. There's a few rumors floating around. That'll end well. That you can carpool with Ziggy. <laughs> How cute! <laughs> can to, carpool with Ziggy down to the winning club. Who picks the music in that one? There, well, what a what a car that would be. At least, <laughs> least James Corden isn't in there. So imagine, imagine the conversations going on in that car. Winning car, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, yeah. The answer is I don't know what's going on. Uh, we've spoken about it a bit. Uh, Too much. Nothing else more has sort of come out. Um, still, if, still love Ollie. I feel sad about it. Yeah, but, same. But at the end of the day, same. I mean, know, but if you he can't you can't argue with the results and how we've been playing since he hasn't been in the team. It's as simple as that. Nobody deserves a spot in the team just because, just because it feels nice and warm and fuzzy. Um, that doesn't mean that you get to play in the side. So mm. if he ends up at the Wanderers, he ends up at the Wanderers. To be honest, I don't care. That is what it is. If he if he gets another opportunity elsewhere, then all the best. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, love him, but can't love him as much as to dismantle the, what we've got. Mm. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep, 100%. And it was broke, and we did fix it. Hmm, good point. Uh, and Jimmy, of course, Phil James, uh, who do you keep or remove from the current squad at season's end? Probably just touched on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we did. Um, I don't think we really spoke about who you'd lose. I would shed Muller. Sai, maybe? I think Nico, Nico, for all his for all the good he does, there hasn't been enough of it. Yeah. I, yeah, I tend to agree, unfortunately. I was mm. pretty happy with the Muller signing, but just hasn't, hasn't had enough of an impact, I don't think. I think his presence or non-presence creates an opportunity for us, and I think it's worth, you know, considering that. Mm. He's not getting any younger, mm. hasn't really been able to have an impact that um, we hoped he might have been able to have. Um, it has had enough chances as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'd rather persevere with someone like Sai than to persevere with Nikolai. I think Nico has he's looked he's looked good when he's played centrally, when he's come on as a 
sort of false nine, second strike, oh, number 10. Yeah. He's um, not a winger, so I feel for playing, him in that sense yeah, when he's been out on the wing. Such a waste. When he's been out there, it just hasn't worked. With the exception of the Sydney game, he hasn't been horrible, but he hasn't really been able to have an impact. Well, I think he's been pretty poor out wide. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but he was good. He was good. Wellington away. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he's had for a couple Benny, of good for the first um, goal. Very like he's good. had, you know, he's had a couple of good moments here and there, but just yeah, just not enough mm. for me, mm. and not enough to take up a foreign spot. <laughs> yeah, we can. That's, can yeah, we use that visa in a better way? Mm. Goddard, I'd keep him. Me too. I'd keep him. There's, yeah. there's, there's enough. a footballer in there. There's enough there. That I Brisbane think. bloke still searching for hot dog in the stand was enough for me to give, <laughs> yeah. him, give him some more chance and and yeah. hope that Monty knows that uh, the COVID thing really has impacted him because I think, you know, has had his impactful moments. So mm-hmm. Yeah, back. there's enough there. I, I think in the off season, if we decide to keep him, um, get him in the gym, get him in a bit of a bulk. <laughs> Get him uh, on the Lewis Miller program. Get a bit of uh, strength in there, and I think he can have much more of an impact. So obviously, naturally, he's a bit of a small sort of a person, but I think just maybe needs to learn just to be a bit stronger. Can he be one of those players that comes in? You know, might not be that great in their first season in the league. I but second so. season, me too. They improve yeah. dramatically and become a key player in a side. Yeah, there are players who hit the ground running. Marco, come Benny, in, come Dingo, Benny. 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 <laughs> hit the ground running, I won't hear otherwise. Yes, but... Never doubted him. But that hasn't happened for Cy, but yeah, I'm backing him to still... He looked, he looked good when he first came in, in fairness, uh, but since COVID, um, yeah. he and just hasn't been the same. Too. So yeah, and the injury, that's right, yeah. Um, you forget that he had a nasty uh, hamstring injury. Yeah. And then so. he played with it in mm. one game where we were, we were pretty short on players or whatever. And, Mudgy um, came off at half time. Yeah. I saw him in the time at half time, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, I, think, I think there's, yeah a lot of your favourite word Moz potential oof yes mm. a mm. lot more potential than Mario Shabbat <laughs> 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 just saying <laughs> not sure who said that but anyway well fellas preparing for a uh, very very good trip down to Adelaide this weekend Moz Luke I'll see you guys there so Josh, poor you're now. going the other way so poor now but uh, <laughs> worth it <laughs> yeah, $200,000 uh, spent on flights return flights. were not cheap. Yes. Not cheap. Sold my car. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Refinance the house. <laughs> Second mortgage, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I'm going to take um, my missus down there and enjoy a day down there beforehand. And, How good uh, is that? Yeah, that will be good. And uh, even though you guys don't like that time of day for the game, I do, because afterwards, uh, nice dinner and then... What is it? The bucking bull and the bucking da- bull dancing the, on the bar, the something like that, yeah. and, uh, and then walking home. <laughs> Josh Howe decides to go out to Brisbane for Magic Round when the oh. real magic is going to be in Adelaide mm. this weekend as we just, absolutely towel up Adelaide United. Moz, of course, timing. will be tearing it up at the Woolshed uh, on Hindley <laughs> after the game on the bucking bull, <laughs> dancing on the tops of the bars. It's going to be pandemonium in the city as the Mariners get it done and move through to the semifinals. Have Until fun, then, fellas, I'll see you all there. Let's do it. Final Listeners, we'll uh, speak to you shortly after that. Until then, love to see you, bye. You.
Podcast. <coughs> so it's to be working. <laughs>